0: Now Lady Muleo on SAFM. Something has come naturally to SAFM. SAFM. Like being SA's news and information Information leader. SAFM 104 to 107.
1: It's the talk shop here on SFM I'm Naledi Moleo. the number to call 0891104207 so I'm joined in studio by Xolelwa Kashe Katia, who is the head of consultancy services at Mistra uh, Mistra of course is the Mapungubwe Institute for Strategic Reflection and I'm also in studio with Renata Tenbush, who's the director at Frederick Ebert Ebert Stiftung. We've been we've been giggling amongst ourselves because <laughs> I knew I'd struggle with 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 that um with that with that name. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Oh,
2: thank yes, you, thank thank
1: you for uh, Yeah, I need to bring your microphones closer. There we go. Okay. There we go. Okay. Um, so we're talking about millennials and their plans for South Africa. And and um, so FACE and MISTRA um, partnered with a range of other organizations to, to really conduct a survey on on where young people are at. Just give us a bit
3: of background. So what led to this? Yeah, maybe mm-hmm. if I start, mm-hmm. because I was very much involved in uh, the start and the prompting mm-hmm. of this whole um, program. That was when we traveled with the director or CEO of MISRA, Joel Nitzitensche, mm-hmm. to Brussels to meet some of the leading think tanks in Brussels. That mm-hmm. was last year. And one of the leading think tanks was uh, the Federation for European Perspective Studies and co- shortly called FEPS. And this organization is doing this Millennial Dialogue, which is a survey they conducted uh, by now with 20 countries on the millennials and with a st- particular focus on political engagement mm-hmm. of millennials and yeah. also a lot of other questions and that is when the idea started that we should do also one survey in South Africa and uh, yeah that is what we actually did at the beginning of the year and we partnered with MISTRA on that. We as Friedrich Ebert Stiftung were more or less had the role to uh, support the launch, mm-hmm. to fund also the launch and we got MISTRA which is a n- long standing partner of Friedrich Ebert Stiftung here in South Africa with us since five years since Mm. existing and yeah we work together on that
1: yeah and Mm. so I'm keen to hear what kind of questions you're asking in the survey, right, when you're mm-hmm. trying to, to gauge the political awareness of young people. Mm.
4: Uh, first of all, uh, the survey had standardized questions. Mm. Um, we had about more than 20,000 young people participating across six uh, continents. In Africa, we had three countries participating, South Africa, Mozambique, and Senegal. So in uh, each of the countries we sampled 40 young people Mm -hmm. and the questions are pretty much standard. Mm -hmm. It was more about uh, their activities. I mean, for example, I've got some of the questions that that I have in front of me here is of what uh, do they want for the future. I mean, interestingly enough, in South Africa they would say they want to be business owners. They're concerned about being happy and healthy and making South Africa better. And other, some of the questions would be about um, say what are the biggest challenges that they're concerned with mm. and you'd find um, uh, that some of the concerns were issues like health or or crime in mm. the country which is also a bit surprising and we've we also delved deeper into you know now political participation where we found that actually you know surprisingly enough 73 percent of those that were sampled uh, said they would like to vote in the upcoming elections okay and when we presented the results at the uh, at the round table that we had about a week or so ago it was on the 20th of May What we found, uh, let me just uh, go back a bit, Uh, the the, the roundtable was to also augment the survey results so Mm -hmm. that we don't just rely on the questionnaire, but to also have an engagement with uh, those who were able to attend the roundtable. What we found is that as much as we think that young people, millennials, are not uh, politically engaged, what we found is that sometimes with them rejecting the formal party political structures of engagement in politics is a political act Mm. in itself, Mm. that setting yourselves apart, that we will not participate, that it it, it is a political statement, Mm. and that needs to be recognized. So we found that there is some level of engagement. However, it's not in the format that we are accustomed to. Too mm. that is following you know the the party political route where you you join a branch and you are a member an active member of a branch and so forth
1: right that's, that's interesting though so seventy three percent of young people say they, they do want to vote in the upcoming elections but what you also found was that um, only ten percent of them had attended a political meeting mm-hmm. um, so their political awareness. Is is not matching their 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 their, their 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 need to vote, right? And, and that's something that's quite interesting. <laughs> they want to play a part, but they're not actually politically aware or trying to keep abreast of what's happening in the political in the political space.
4: I'd say um, that's what we thought, mm. but from the engagements that we had, we found that actually it's the platforms. That are a bit problematic. Mm. So we have been assuming that young people are not politically informed or aware. They are. It's just that they're using new uh, uh, tools to engage or to be active politically. I mean, for example, there's there's Twitter. There's uh, you know a whole lot of uh, uh, platforms on social media. You see what happened in, in North Africa with mm. you know the Arab Spring. All of that happened. You know, it was the youth that triggered that, and they started all those campaigns on social media, ending up with all these Occupy movements. So they are quite potent. It's just that they're not following the route that you and I might be accustomed to. Right. You know, that go to a branch meeting, attend a march, and so forth. They're using a parallel methodology in their their political activism, and we cannot dismiss that. As we've seen in Northern Africa, it's so
1: potent that it can actually dislodge regimes. Right. Right. That, that's, I mean there's, there's still something A little frightening about that Because you, you're correct in the sense that young people Are able to mobilize on platforms like Social media, mm-hmm. Twitter and so forth But again when you match that with Their physical activity in political Spaces I'm concerned that you have Young people that are sharing opinions but may not Perhaps understand you know, the simple Mechanisms behind uh, political Structures not necessarily parties but Any form of political space They don't necessarily understand the you know, as I said, the mechanisms, the machinery behind it. Seventeen percent of young people—only seventeen—said they had engaged in, in political activity outside of mainstream or party politics in the country. That's a little bit. That's a little bit sad, isn't it?
3: Uh, obviously it is um, and there is something that is not only in South Africa the case I mean as I mentioned before there were done 20 of these kind of surveys worldwide mm. and we find this kind of uh, yeah, um, situation in, in many other countries I can speak for Germany for example we have the same in situation and as uh, you rightfully said it is about the platforms and it doesn't actually really mean that they don't understand the political parties in mm. itself and how they're functioning but they don't trust the parties and they don't feel respected and they don't want to be engaged because what they see they is a different generation in the leadership and this leadership doesn't connect to them and the mm. parties I know that from, from uh, many other countries in Germany and I think this is the mm. same here they are aware of that problem and they try to engage young people more but they don't find the right means mm-hmm. and as you rightfully said We asked them, for example, means that you would use to start a political campaign, for example. And obviously it came up first using a social network such as Facebook, Twitter, then appearing on TV and radio. So they would be Mm -hmm. out there. And they're also aware about Mm -hmm. what is in parties happening. They even read the manifestos and they say this is just promises, no details. Mm -hmm. We don't Mm -hmm. see the action. We don't see those issues we are concerned about. And Mm -hmm. that is what you Mm -hmm. said. It was interesting. Crime. Mm -hmm. Obviously, jobs, definitely education, mm. and health. Health spa- mm. played a very huge role in South Africa and in many other countries. And I think
4: globally, actually, health is number one concern yeah. Yeah. when you aggregate all the results, which was very surprising because why would young people be so concerned about wealth? You'd think mm. you yeah. know, people, older mm. people would be worried about that. But then again, building up on what Renata just uh, said about this lack of trust, it's actually in, in they have no trust in politicians, mm. as you know the political system, but more especially politicians. So they feel that there's no hope in engaging with the party political uh, system. Is that means an engagement with politicians whom they do not trust mm. So they'd rather find alternative means or mechanisms to engage
1: Yeah, y- you talk about concerns around health, um, employment as well, as unemployment um, and that's a, Those are the biggest concerns, or some of the biggest concerns mm. that young South Africans especially are, are, are battling with And yet the survey reveals that most millennials are generally happy and optimistic
4: mm. yes. <laughs> It's very interesting <laughs> Every single country had that as the first. Uh, they, they're generally happy. And then we don't understand. I mean, they don't trust the politicians. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, the challenge is around the politics. Mm. Of the countries and it's not even just unique to south africa and it's not unique to africa as a continent you go to the u.s you go to to europe across the board Mm. i think there is uh, the landscape or the political landscape or political activism is shifting and one of our colleagues from FEPs actually said this is then something that should be a concern for progressive movements you know to tap into that if These people are generally uh, optimistic. They want to engage. However, they don't trust the existing platforms. Right. But then you find now opportunists that would enter that space. I Mm. mean, in Europe, you'd find the 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 neo-Nazis, you know, they... Come in, and they take advantage of it because there is a vacuum,
1: right? Mm. Right. Fifty-two percent partake in religious meetings, right? So that says that's where young people are mostly at, right? And that's that's where they're they're coming together and they're partaking in their mm. communities, and yet I wonder if we're actually taking advantage of that, and, and not, not in a negative way, but mm. then using that platform to say, okay, where are we going as a country, and addressing them in those kind of formats where mm. they are comfortable in.
4: I think that is important. I mean, like, I know, for example, in Senegal, it was the number one uh, activity that they all participate in. Mm. And, and obviously Senegal is, like, a very religious country, mostly Muslim. So, I mean, also I think it look, looking at the areas or spaces that young people occupy would be a priority, mm. especially for movements that are progressive and are really committed to and engagement with young people, and Mm.
1: also finding them where they exist.
4: These social media platforms, it's a bit scary, but that's where they are.
1: Right. A a point was made um, by a guest of mine a few weeks ago, a traditional leader, in fact, around Um, intergenerational exchange. Um, and I wonder if that's something that you looked at at all. You know, how, how young people actually, do they have access to leadership? Do they have access to
3: community leadership? Um, as an example, uh, is that something that you looked at in any way? I mean what came out out of the different question, it was not a particular question on mm. that, but what came out is that they are disconnected. Mm. And I found when I prepared myself and I did my opening speech, I found an, another survey that was also saying that uh, the the black and the white young South African have more in common with mm-hmm. each other in their own millennial generation mm-hmm. than with their parents or even uh, older siblings mm-hmm. because they share the same interests. Mm-hmm. Uh, I found that very interesting because also in relation to the question of racism, what does mm-hmm. it mean for the future? Yes, um, I find that very interesting. So they really have more in common that leads to that, that they really don't feel that they are hurt by their mm-hmm. counselors that they are heard by the politicians, that they were heard by these people who are now leading the countries Mm. in the political sphere as well as in the private sphere. Mm. And uh, obviously it seems to be, and I think that mm. is a particular also South African thing. Yeah. I know I think it's also in the U.S. that the churches are playing such a big role. Mm. You don't find that so much in the European countries, mm. for example. But I guess they feel respected and heard in these mm. communities, and mm. they don't feel the same in the political sphere.
1: It, that's obviously something that's slowly changing, though, in South Africa, that the voices of young people are, are are being heard a lot more. Ideally, you know, if you go back maybe, you know, three years ago in this country, there was this narrative around the country that young people are apathetic, and for mm. the past year mm. and a half that's been, you know, they've mm-hmm. proven us wrong sure. obviously,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but uh, do they feel that that is, that is changing at all, that, that they are slowly learning to, 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 to find those platforms where they will be heard?
4: I think there's a lot of frustration, and I mean, one of the discussions that we had at the roundtable was, you know, the issue of the violent protests that we've been seeing. Mm. And one of the things that they argued strongly for was the fact that when they start burning stuff, it means that there has been a lengthy period of engagement. Mm. They've been engaging and not being heard Mm. over and over and over again, Mm. and yet we act surprised when we see fire. Yeah. So, and they also felt strongly about the criticism thereof because they were saying, once you see that kind of protest, you must understand that it it symbolises the fact that we are not being heard. It's
1: a frustration. Mm -hmm. It's a frustration. Let's open up the lines. We're talking about millennials and their plans for South Africa. Definitely not an apathetic generation, but how no. do we, how do we then start to understand what they really want for the country? Give me a call, 891 Again, 891 or send me your SMSs on the number 34701, still in studio with Kolela Kashhe Katia, who's the, uh, Katia, sorry, the head of consultancy services at Mistra and Renata Tenbush, director at Frederick Ebert uh, Stiftung. Again, tweet at Naledi Muleo at SAFM Radio.
0: Naledi Muleo on SAFM. Our best conversations are the ones we have with you. Call us on 0891-104-207. Tweet at SAFM Radio or SMS 34701. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.
1: Well, you're on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, talking about millennials and their plans for South Africa. The number to call, 891 Jace is on the line from Durban. Ladies, please put on your headphones so you can hear what Jace has to say. Um, Jace,
5: good evening. Welcome to the talk shop. Uh, thank you so much, um, uh, and good evening, um, and uh, also good evening to your guests and uh, the listeners. Mm. Uh, uh, what what um, uh, a good show you have there. Uh, very very critical show. I think um, it, it's about time we talk objectively about uh, these issues. Mm. Um, uh, I just want to come on um, on the closer side. though. Mm. Uh obviously um, uh, the political um, uh, maybe one of the reasons why the millennium kids uh, don't trust the president is if you really really look at um, what's happening in Africa mm. because that's where we are. The politicians are having it wrong where. They get stuck in the you know in the liberation struggle in the yes i yeah you know and yes and really young yeah, people are saying okay great you know you've done great thank mm. you so much for you know having liberated us from all this i know this. but what's the way forward because mm. you can't be specifically like someone like originally i'm from them right So you can't be kidding me a person who's born in the 80s that okay well 30 or so years after independence that we still have to look at the liberation struggles. That's, that's really, really just pathetic, and we, we need a future. And most of these guys, they are failing for me, they are failing to really, really bridge the gap, you know, between the young people and them for us to understand and see if they have our best interest mm-hmm. at heart. But mm-hmm. unfortunately for now, they don't. But on the cautious side now, when we say, you know, uh, the only language that our um, our leaders understand is burning and, and 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 being destructive. I would really really just want to shy a bit away from that because I don't think really really that that's what we we really really want or who 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 we are because the young people we are very intellectual, we are just crying out to be to be, to be head but really really the burning and I think that I, I think I would just, just aid my brothers and sisters. Let's let's find another way. Let's try really, really peacefully to just engage them. The, our at the end of the day, they are our fathers and mothers. Hmm. I'm sure they will listen to us.
1: Yeah. All right. Jace, thanks so much for calling. You know so much for calling. The point you know, you've I made around um the young people you know, dialogue and you know, narratives around liberation struggles, not just in South Africa but across the country. We were actually discussing with the ladies during the break, and I said to them, you know, "In your survey, did you did you speak to young people at all about how they relate to, say, 1976? Now that it's June, um, and you said it wasn't in the survey, but it did come up in the roundtable discussion."
4: Yes, it was not in the survey because uh, remember the questions had to be standardised right. uh, across the board, but. Um, when we were having the discussion, it did come up, you know, they feel that, well, they they don't have that connection mm. with that history, that particular history, and also there was a, a, a strong sentiment about issues of the present Mm -hmm. that there's current issues Mm -hmm. right now and you can't keep taking us back to that moment of the liberation struggle what about what's happening today Mm. right now and one of the things we're saying is that how can I even be I remember someone saying how can I even think about political activism when I'm struggling to even keep myself alive
2: Mm.
4: Mm. or just to feed myself So Mm -hmm. these are the current struggles, and you can't keep saying, oh, well, the liberation liberation struggle, this and that.
1: Yeah, well, they they don't know, we said earlier that they feel that they can't trust politicians, but do Mm -hmm. they know what they want from political
3: parties and the qualities that they're looking for in leaders? Absolutely clear. I mean, they raised... Issues and I mentioned it before, the main issues obviously for them, and that is the, the actual questions they are concerned with now, because it depends, it is in relation to their future, that is education, that is jobs, they want a future. I mean, as we said, they are optimistic, but mm. they would like to have uh, a, a vision for their future, they would like to know where to go. Mm. So jobs is very important to them, and that is what they expect from, from the politicians. They want clear answers to these questions. Mm. They want that these things get resolved and they don't find these answers. That is what they are saying. They said uh, verbally, they looked into the manifestos of the political parties. They are totally aware of the political parties. They know the names of the politicians. It's not that they are ignorant about Mm. these issues, but Mm. they don't find answers to their questions. What they are tackling with, what they are dealing with, and that is the problem. Mm. and, and you, you you also looked at
1: what they want to see in terms of gender representation in yes. leadership as well
4: mm-hmm. uh, well, they said uh, in, in, in totality about eighty one percent of all those that were surveyed would like to see more women in politics. Mm. So that is very interesting. I mean, even when we had a little an activity, a multimedia activity, where they have to take um, these uh, uh, blurbs for posting on social media, and there's a lot. If you look at the uh, the hashtag Millennial Voices, Hmm. you will see that as well. Like everyone is advocating for uh, um, increased participation of women in politics.
1: Yeah, that's that's interesting. That's that's a really nice one, and that's
3: and that's that's generally across the globe as well. Yes, it is. And also, in addition, I mean, Uh that relates to it, 66% of of the – in South Africa, those who took part in this survey – uh, confirmed, they believed in the importance of equality of sexual orientation in society. Mm. So they're dealing with these questions, which are all political questions, yeah. and they have a clear opinion. Mm.
1: But let's take some, some calls. The numbers 0891104207 again, 0891104207. ZD is on the line from KZN. ZD, good evening.
6: To you and to your beautiful guests there, you beautiful too. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <With a beautiful laughs> and word. so are you, ZD. Uh, oh, thank you. Thank you, my darling. Um, I just want to say, you know what, uh, the the politicians, I just want to familiarize with my sisters there, that the politicians are elected by the government and not by the people. Mm. Because the people elect the party, the party elects the politician. So they're not in favor of the people in most occasions, they're in favor of the party. If the party says they don't have sufficient money so the people on the ground can do nothing because the politicians work for the government, they get paid by the government, but the taxpayers'
7: money. Hmm. Thank
6: you
1: so much. Thanks, thanks mm-hmm. Adi. Did you, did you look at that as all, at all? Did, did young people actually uh, you know, raise any, any issues perhaps in the discussion as well about um, the way that leadership is appointed in this country?
4: No, again, because, I mean, that was the limitation because Mm -hmm. of the standardized questions. But, however, going forward, uh, with the support of uh, FES, hopefully, Mm -hmm. we are in conversations and in terms of looking inward, because remember this one was looking outward. We started with South Africa, and then we looked at the Pan-African setup and then the global landscape. Mm -hmm. Now, going forward, we're going to look the other way, and we go deeper into the country across provinces, rural, urban and hopefully we can then find out about uh, or interrogate questions that are uniquely South African. Right.
1: Where, where did you source the young people that you that you interviewed for the survey?
4: They were sampled by uh, a company mm. that was uh, commissioned by FEPS, which is Audience Net. So they did the surveys globally mm. so they've got their own mechanism using it's a it's a whole digital platform that they use and they have these chat rooms where young people participate and it's quite um um, eh, engaging because the questions are open-ended and mm. they can interrogate further. I'm not too sure about how it all works, but all I know is that it's all digital. And it. I'll tell
1: you why I raise mm. it, because if it's digital, then there's the concern that it may not be well representative of, of young mm-hmm. people across the country, because not not all young people have access to mm-hmm. uh, to the web, and a lot of the ones that do are a lot more plugged in, a lot more aware mm-hmm. uh, of what's happening in the country. Good was on the line in Whitbank. Kutranos no, good evening.
7: How are you?
1: I'm well. Good morning. Thanks for calling.
2: Good. Hmm.
7: I'm good. I'm luckily interested in your topic. Because hmm. uh, I was one of the youth that was being used by the politicians. Uh, it's like when there is like election hmm. they do they do uh, have something for us. It's like they remember youth, but after the elections. Mm. They fight for the positions. Mm. And then, it's like politically we are interested, but there's no one to teach or engage us to learn more about the politics. Mm. like they are there for their selfishness.
1: Do you mind if I and ask then, how old you are, Kudana? Do you mind if I ask how old you are? Uh,
7: I'm 38. 38, okay. Yeah, yes, and I, I was one of the youth leaders in my in my... In my work, but because of I, I, when I saw what is happening concerning the positions that they are looking for, mm. they will recognize youth when they are looking for something, but the moment they get it, they forget it That's why there is a gap between uh, parents and youth because of no one is looking after anyone mm. there me, is a let me
1: just, let me ask you something as a young person is obviously quite active you know politically active. How do we turn that around and, and where do we actually begin? Let's look for solutions and then we'll move into the recommendations that came from young people in the survey as well. But what know, are your recommendations?
7: My recommendation is when coming to the ward uh, councillors, hmm. they should be elected from the com- community, not uh, by the branch or whatever, because we know them how they behave. Because it's unlikely that I will just choose someone I know how he behaves or she behaves when uh it's doing his political things. Hmm. Because of some of them when you see that is a uh, what counselor, you even you know what, you don't want to indulge yourself in politics. Mm-hmm. Because of you know that person personally how he operates and how he indulges himself with in community. And then that's why sometimes we find that we are not interested in voting because of at some point whatever you say at the at the government level it won't reach. Mm. You tell them on the local level. They just keep it like that because of it exposed them.
2: Mm.
7: And then it's like that's how that's why sometimes we think that you know what? Why should I vote because 'Cause I'm voting for this party, they elect someone that I know that he doesn't perform. Why should I vote?
1: Just, just one just, one more, question, on that just, just, just one more that question, I don't want him Gudrunner, just one more question before before I let you go um You say that you were an active young person and you know then disillusioned and then you you left. Um, have you found that other young people right um who who are keen to enter political structures and I'm talking parties specifically are, are are going through the same thing or or is it difficult just to ask young people to join
7: political structures? at some point it's difficult because of you know the difficult part is. Now let me say give an example, a word counselor. Mm. We drink with him, we do all these things and mm-hmm. then he's doing the you know the relationship with our sisters. Tomorrow he calls a meeting. Mm. What are you going to how are you going to respond to that? Sure. Okay. We know we we know them physically, we know how they behave and then at the end of the day do you are you going to, are we going to expect something good from that person if he doesn't behave good?
1: In the community. Mm. Mm. Leadership examples is what you're asking for. Good mm-hmm. one. Thanks for calling. Um, recommendations. I mean, obviously, young people. You at the roundtable discussion. Mm-hmm. They were. This is what we should be doing. I know. I know how energetic
3: our young
2: people mm-hmm. are.
3: <laughs> No, they had uh, quite also the survey already um, showed some of what they are expecting. For example, what kind of qualities they would like to see in a an, uh, politi- politician and in particular in a political leader. Oh. And on top priority is honesty. Truthworthiness, stance against corruption, ability to listen to others, good in a crisis, intelligence, ethics, mm-hmm. ability to think quickly, da-da-da, This goes on. So they have clear-cut an idea what mm-hmm. a leader should be. And, um, and they also said, for example, when it came to the question of electoral reform, they would like, 66% would like to make voting compulsory. That was Mm -hmm. also interesting, you know. And I mean, I wanted to make one stand. Uh, Why we as partners, Mistra, Mm -hmm. Friedrich Ebert Stiftung and all the other partners that were involved, our idea was and our mission is to engage young people into politics. Mm -hmm. And in particular, our um, Friedrich Ebert Stiftung is very close related to the Social Democratic Party in Germany. We are autonomous, but we would like to get young people back into politics. Mm. And what we do is a lot of political education and information and dialogue on these mm. issues, also together with Mr. on many political issues, to give that information back. We have a young leadership program run with the Hare University where we engage young people, those who are engaged in politics, even on the campus, and others who are not and we want to like to prompt critical thinking and really challenging also and that is what came out. They don't want manifestos, they want programs real programs for the parties where they can see what the parties are standing for. Mm. That was also one demand they mm-hmm. had. For it. Are you
1: going to be taking these results to uh, perhaps political leaders in the country? Because surely that's where, that's, that's where you need to be sharing the views. Well, we're hoping, I mean the next
4: step in terms of this process there will be a meeting in Brussels, I think in June Mm -hmm. where all the uh, results from all the different uh, parts of the world will be presented and then as MISTRA we've decided that we will look inward because there are some questions that we want to interrogate internally Mm -hmm. uh, that are unique to our condition but um, in terms of recommendations I mean one of the things that was said as all the partners is that this is an opportunity for those who define themselves as progressive movements mm. to engage, because now we've seen what the youth are thinking and what they desire mm. and what they require and the kinds of engagements they would like to have. So it's an opportunity to take that space and bring young people back in, into you know, political activism, also, I'd like to quote my boss, uh, the executive director of, uh, um, of MISTRA, John Echidenzi, when he was closing the session, he said he, he said something about technology, that technology mm. can be so disruptive and we tend to, 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 to panic when it disrupts us, mm. you know, whenever there's new inventions. However, what we need to embrace is that we develop these technologies. Now, these millennials are taking it a step further. Mm. So we cannot now say, oh, well, this is not how we do things. We've created it. We've been developing the Internet. And when they were born, they found these tools here. And they are now extending it. And we need to embrace and and catch up. He, He actually said something about, like, using those tools. These millennials are actually the drivers of... Globalisation yes. because they can connect yes. to people across the world mm. without even having been to those countries. Yeah. So I think there's an opportunity. There.
1: Embrace where they are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Where's the? How can we get our hands on the on the report?
4: Uh, it should be available on the mil- uh, on the FEPS website. Okay. Mm-hmm. However, they're still loading uh, some of the other results because they still uh, know there's been other roundtables happening across the world. But the main, main session will be on the Millennium
3: dialogue Millen- no? Millenn- oh, yeah. Yeah. Millennial Dialogue page. Millennial
4: Dialogue page. Yes.
3: There you find all the service, mm-hmm. also via uh, our homepage for the KUBAG mm-hmm. Stiftung and also I think Mr. 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 will also it, have a link. No? So yeah. we have the programs and uh, the report of the discussion will be there, mm-hmm. the results will be there. You find all the results mm-hmm. and you can always also contact us. But I would also like to make one contribution. You ask for how do we disseminate this information to mm-hmm. those people who are concerned. MISTRA, as well as Friedrich Ebert Foundation, is very much connected with political parties, Mm -hmm. in particular also with the ANC and with the trade unions. Mm -hmm. So they are invited to our Mm roundtables and we are connected to them and we bring these kind of information also to them. Mm -hmm. They were also part of the Mm roundtable discussions and invited.
2: That's
1: great. Ladies, thank you so much for your time. It's been an absolutely uh, great discussion, and I, and I hope to hear more from this initiative as you, as you move further. Thank yeah. you very much, and thanks for having us. Great stuff. Kashe <laughs> Katia, who's the Head of Consultancy Services at MISTRA, and Renata Tinbush, the Director at Fest, that's the Frederick Ebert Um well, I'm going to go into a break. When we come back, we've got Voxy. so we spoke to a few young people um, around this very discussion, their plans for South Africa after this.
5: Cross on the right-hand side of the field. Oh, what a screamer! Africa Month celebrations continues as SABC Sport brings you the away clash between South Africa and Gambia in a 2017 African qualifier at the Independence Stadium in Bakau. Both countries will be looking for their first win of this campaign after a goalless draw in the first round match played in Zanzib. Catch the live action on SABC Two and your favourite SABC Radio station this Saturday at 7 p.m.
0: SABC Sport for the love of the game. Now, Lady Muleo on SAFM. Our best conversations are the ones we have with you. Call us on 0891-104-207. Tweet at SAFM Radio or SMS 34701. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. A few
1: SMSs that came in on the discussion that we just had. One from Leesley that says, Branches are no longer discussing ideologies and issues that affect immediate needs of communities, but rather tenders and successions. Um, another SMS from Joe in Peter Maritzburg says, my observation is that the youth of 2016 and those of 1976 are facing fundamentally different conditions. With the latter, their struggle was straightforward and supported by the international community. Uh, the example being apartheid being a crime against humanity, whereas the former find themselves in a situation in which they're being told that we are now free and living in a democratic setup." But finding meaningless, finding it meaningless in their day to day lives. Um, Galweni in Mount Frey says, skill rural youth to produce food. That would reduce unemployment. So, a few solutions. And, and Galweni, uh, SMS is quite often about. The, the needs of of rural youth um we we spoke to uh five was it four young people um to get their views on whether or, or or let's see the question that we actually asked them we asked them what are you concerned about as a young south african and this is what they had to say Okay, we'll play that for you in just a moment. It's not quite ready yet. In a moment though, we'll bring Letabo into studio. Letabo Silege talks about why she and other females feel safer around white men and not safe around black men. So if you want to be part of that discussion, the number to call is 0891-104207. Again, 0891-104207 or send me your SMS's on 34701 after 8. We're asking, is the constitution protecting or misleading our children will speak to lucy jameson Advocacy Coordinator at the UCT Children's Institute And then at 10 to 9 I'll speak to Rikutsitze Malala Who's the CEO of King Media um, So he's He's he set to, to kick the Start this year's uh, Youth Month Celebrations on a positive note with the Safety Belt Awareness Run, we'll hear about that A little bit later. Are you tweeting me The handle at SAFM Radio At Naledi Moleo
0: Our best conversations are the ones we have With you. Call us on 0891-104-207. Tweet at SAFM Radio or SMS 34701. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader.
1: So we spoke to a few young people about what they're concerned about as young South Africans, and this is what they had to say.
6: Yeah, and my main concern is the, the, the illiteracy rate that is going around these days. Because it doesn't seem like much emphasis is put on, on educating young people not just in the classroom but also skill-wise. most mm. young young people these days are not concerned about getting educated mm. not do we read like we used to before we are not stimulating our brains and our minds to work as hard as as, a, as like what is it again the the brain is the engine so we are not given much emphasis on it that we should stimulate our brain and feed more positive information so that it can work for us, especially as we are black Africans.
8: Uh, you are are you saying you should internet. be servicing the engine?
6: Yes, we should be servicing our engines, our brains, oh, in a okay. positive way, in order for it to work for us. We're still left behind in the dark ages. Even from a young age, a young child, at the age of three, many black children cannot even read or write their own names until they reach the grade, grade 5 these days. We can, they cannot even read or write. My
9: biggest concern about... Youth in South Africa is the, it's how uh, uh, drag, drugs and alcohol are glamorized evenly You find on TV, on AdWords, the advertising, this alcohol, that new alcohol, billboards and, and magazines, and youth these days, they engage in these. You find kids at the age of 13 who smoke marijuana, and nothing is done about that. There's, the, there's this new nyaupe, and... and Nothing has been done about it. Everybody ignores it like it's a norm and, and it's cool for us young kids to do that. Nobody is putting a stop to it. And instead, they are promoting it more and more uh, in terms of adverts, see, as I said, and, and billboards and whatnot, and radio commercials and whatnot. So, my it and and music videos and music, all they talk about is alcohol and drugs, how they
8: smash this and smash that, no education anymore. But is, 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 is that not what young people are interested in? Or perhaps do we just assume that young people are, millennials are interested in that and you've got no bigger interest than drugs and alcohol and bling and swag and pop bottles?
9: Out, out of 100, I would say 70% of the youth is not interested in such things. They don't engage in them. And 30% of the youth is, uh, yeah, is interested in what they want to do, pop bottles and everything, their lifestyle, their choices. But not everybody is interested in such things, you know. But everyone wants to have a good name and stuff due to these things. Some want to go forward and they don't want to be stopped by all the Okay, hi, I'm Tepiso. I'm concerned about the entrepreneurship opportunities in in my country. because i'm a business-minded person and i feel there are a lot of bright minds out there in in the township and we're not encouraged to engage in businesses you know and enhance our thinking and put it into practice
8: you're not encouraged but how so i mean there's a new ministry that handles um, small business development. So, no. if you're saying as young entrepreneurs from townships, you're not encouraged to to do more to engage. I mean, how, what more encouragement do you like want? Like we're not given the skills. Like there are no workshops. Um, they're having
9: to educate us about these business skills that we need to to acquire in order to have our own businesses.
8: Okay, hold on.
9: Go go with agriculture. I I go entrepreneurship. I okay. think us as the youth, we are not inspired a lot more uh, in terms of agriculture as such. However, if you look outside, many of us as a youth, when they don't, we don't know a lot about agriculture. And however, most of us want to engage in it, but lack of skills, lack of uh, knowledge. It, it, it turns us down. We're seeking information. Information, we, we don't get it that much. We want to start something, but you don't know what to start because all this
8: information. But, but, is, but is, ladies, a, a lot, a lot has is being done to promote agriculture, to promote young people's participation in agricultural programs. You know, even agribusiness. So, do you think that is not enough? There aren't enough programs, or what? Mm-hmm no I do not I d I don't I don't think so. If you take a look at things, eh, most
9: of these business minded agriculturists are in the townships mm-hmm. and how do I say about not many of these people wanna go there because you go there, you're thinking of black people, the like thieves, the drug addicts, what am I gonna teach these people? They underestimate us. You know, I'm not uh, here I'm only gonna point out for us black people, we are only, we are being undermined. How many how many of us youths who are black are inspired to to take take part in agriculture when there are
8: few farmers black farmers out there so you are concerned about the lack of opportunities for young black people in the mm-hmm. agricultural in the,
9: sector
6: in the, in the okay. my other biggest concern is about young women feminism and young women and the and the way in which we are viewed and objectified as women from a young age, we are not taught to love our bodies and appreciate it as it is. Especially for me, you're taught as a young woman, you shouldn't be doing this, you should do this. Like, as a young woman, you're not supposed to wear mini skirts, you're not supposed to be going out drinking, you're not supposed to express your sexuality. If you're expressing your sexuality, you're, you're calling yourself, you're like, you're perverted, or if you're not perverted, you're what? You're giving names,
8: your are Yeah, those names, I, we should not mention names those names. Yes. <laughs> we are young, we are vibrant, we are ambitious. And now, let's will show with
1: Lady Oh, ladies, ladies, ladies. <laughs> Ah, Sikha, that was amazing. That was my producer, Le Sikha, speaking to all of those young people, talking about what they're concerned about. And a few tweets have come in as well. Not a few, actually, quite a lot. So we asked on Twitter the same question. What are you concerned about? Um, And at finest underscore kid six says, I'm concerned about what the S.A.B.C. is doing because I don't think a majority of the youth is happy with this 90 percent issue. Mm-hmm. Um. At Langa Ex it says getting employed in the field I studied for within a year of graduation. That's a that's a real concern as well. Um at Real Saifo says Naledi, I'm one hundred percent behind local politics I serve. I think we should encourage young people to be activists. Um at Mpo Makube it says at SAFM Radio, young professionals are, are burning out due to workplace discrimination and abuse of power by unethical leaders. Um, at samuelo 18 says, Your speakers are so spot on. It's um, it's as if they read my mind. I'm concerned about the contradictions in our society. At uh, FiasCore underscore SPX says, con- He's concerned about crime and abuse. Um, at Red underscore Moz says, She's concerned about everything, fam, everything. If you're a little bit older, fam means family. You know, it's the cool way of saying family. She's concerned about everything, fam. At Real Sifo says, I'm 21 years of age. I serve in the ANC and in the ANC Youth League top structures in, in branch level, um, in Bayes Nordia sub-region, Ward 6. You're active, um, at Real Sifo. Um, keep doing that. And then Matimu Chauke, or at Chauke Matimu says, um, inequality and unemployment, one wonders whether the gap will ever be closed or economy uh, will ever be friendly enough to create jobs um, gosh, quite a lot of tweets, so you've got young people that want to comment at Precious M, says as a young South African what are you concerned about um, the, the impact of racism in our future uh, at Masamula underscore ammo says uh, he's concerned about crime laziness poverty corruption uh, corrupt cops uh, apologies uh, tribalism racism and favoritism Uh let's see yeah that's that's it um yeah that's it so keep tweeting me at naledi moleo tweet at safm radio and if you'd like to find out more information about the work that um Mistra is done with first. Take a look at this website, www.fes-southafrica.org. And I imagine that the report will be on there as well. Okay, great stuff. So the report will be there. www.fes-southafrica.org. A mentor's feature is running a bit late, but Letabo is here. Don't worry, we will have that conversation. I'd actually like to hear from um, black men and even white men, right? When when you hear um, South Africans say they feel safer around white men, what does that make you think? How does that make you feel, right? Oh eight nine one one zero four two zero seven.
0: Now, Lady Moleo.
1: Okay, something is frozen in the system, but <laughs> you're still on the talk shop on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. I'm loving the tweets, and I like the fact that it's young people that are commenting as well. Um, so keep them coming. If you'd like to follow some of the views that are coming in on this discussion, we ask young people, what are you concerned about? Um in, in this country. Just, just follow our tweets. The hashtag is Talkshop, Shop uh, or, or see the tweets that are coming in on at SAFM Radio or at Naledi Muleo. Follow me as well. Follow SAFM. We tweet as much as we possibly can because we don't want to just speak to the, uh, what they call the BBTs, right? The born before technology generation. We want to speak to those young people as well. At Naledi Muleo, at SAFM Radio. Letaba will come into the studio as we go into the news saying that she, feel safer around white men than she does around black men. This is going to be a very interesting one. And if you feel the same way, call in. Tell us why. Let's be honest. Let's have an honest discussion. We'll do that after the news. It's 8 o'clock.